0: Good morning. It's great to be here. My name is Clay Patrick, and uh, I've been here a few times now, and so I'm starting to experience just the, uh, uh, just the relationship with another congregation that um, I often see through the book of Acts that Paul has with different churches. And so I'm just blessed to, to be here and um, to be welcomed by you and, and, and hopefully really just proclaim uh, the word of the Lord to you and encourage us all in, uh, in the name of the Lord. And so thanks for having me. Uh, I love how God sovereignly always works things uh, so perfectly. And uh, really, the last words of those songs holy, 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 holy is the Lord. Um, That's a lot of what we're going to be talking about. And that's the the theme of the book that I'm going to point you to. Um, And so, if you have a Bible, uh, turn to the book of Leviticus. That's not a joke. Thankfully, nobody ran out of the room. Um, it, it is exciting too uh, to see a, uh, a fellow sister in Christ that is at his hill that I saw this morning. That was a part of the youth group that I was uh, over for, for a long time, and so it's really neat to see various people and people that I care and, and love uh, dearly. So, um, Leviticus. Uh, let's try a different. Let's try something different. If if if, if I've lost ninety percent of you. Um, and and want to get the kids involved a little bit, uh, try this one, um, if that doesn't excite you, okay? Uh, Everybody grab their left foot, okay? Can you do that? Can everybody grab their left foot? Um, Okay, now try to give your left foot a kiss, okay? Can you give your left foot a kiss? Left foot a kiss? Leviticus. All right, Leviticus. That's what we're going to talk about today. So, if you haven't heard that, um, it wasn't... Original from me, it's uh, from Walk Through the Bible, but um, nevertheless, it's maybe a little bit more exciting than just saying, just turn to Leviticus. So. Um, but Leviticus is exciting. I guarantee you, uh, if, if, uh, if we did services like they did in Leviticus, um, no one would fall asleep because um, there was fire, there was blood, there was all sorts of craziness. And so um, the, the, the theme of Leviticus is really God's holiness. That God is holy. Holy, holy, holy. Um, Holy is the Lord, like we just sang. And um, if God is holy, then He's got to deal with sinners. He's got to deal with with sin. And the Bible very early on teaches us that where there is sin, there is death. Where there is sin, there is death. We saw that in the garden from Adam and Eve. They began to die physically, and they... um, as well as spiritually, being separated from the Lord. And so where there is sin, there is death. Romans tells us that there's a penalty for sin, and that is death. The wages for sin is death. So if God is holy, if He is utterly distinct, set apart, perfectly holy, then how can me, a mere sinner, Approach him. How can I be in the presence of God? How can I have a relationship with Him? How can I have fellowship with Him? Furthermore, because of my sin, how can God actually forgive me? I'm a sinner. On what basis can He do that? And I don't know if you're if you're like me, but throughout my life, uh, I've struggled with the uh, just the idea of forgiveness. H- how how is it okay that 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 God can forgive my sin, and even having the assurance of that of of uh, just moving on and knowing that Christ has forgiven me, that God through His Son, through the blood of Christ, has forgiven me, knowing that that's okay. I don't know if that's just an overly sensitive conscience. Um, maybe it's, it's pride. I, I'm not sure. But how, how, how is it possible that if I actually wrong someone, um, if I do something to really hurt them, if, if, if I do something to offend someone, shouldn't the seriousness of that sin mean that I, I shouldn't be forgiven? Shouldn't it mean that I actually need to do something to pay for it, to make amends for it? I mean, how, how, how does that actually happen when, when I offend somebody, or in some cases, if my sin ruined their life? And then, so these are some of the questions that if you live long enough, you might wrestle with as you think about the gravity and the weight of, of our sin. How, how can our sin actually be okay? And the answer is, it, it's not okay. Our sin is not okay. But, but someone died in your place. His name is Jesus. And be, on behalf of the blood of Jesus, it is okay. In other words, not the, not the sin, but it's been paid for. So, uh, and you might say, well, no, you don't know what I've done. To which God, through His Word, says, no, you don't know what my son has done. And so, while forgiveness is free, it is not cheap. It costs something. It costs the blood of an acceptable sacrifice. And the one who would pay for it eternally would have to be the infinite, eternal, perfect, spotless Lamb of God. His name is Jesus Christ. And so, if you struggle with guilt, if you struggle with having a um, conscience that doesn't feel clean. If you don't know Christ, He will clean your conscience from the inside out. If you do know Christ, we remember the Word of God over the testimony of our, ourself. And that is, He has cleansed us, He has purified us, and we can be restored continually because of the cleansing blood of Jesus. And so, um, the text that I'm going to point you to is a random text in Leviticus that speaks of the priests communicating the forgiveness of God through one of the sin offering, for one of the offerings, namely called the sin offering. And so if you'll turn with me to Leviticus chapter 6, verses 24 to 30, Leviticus chapter 6, verses 24 through 30. Let me, let me give you a quick rundown of Leviticus, and, and it'll be really, really quick. Okay? Um, uh, God gave them the, 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 the sacrificial system as a temporary means to deal with sin, to maintain their fellowship and relationship to God, because they were sinful and God was holy. And so God gave them this sacrificial system. In the first five chapters of Leviticus... He instructs the Israelites how to approach uh, the tabernacle, how to um, approach God. And they needed a priest. They needed a mediator between God and man. The priests were the ritual experts. And so God gave the Israelites instructions on how to uh, be worshipers, how to, how to come to the tabernacle. And three of those, there's five sacrifices. Three of those sacrifices uh, were, were voluntary, but you never want to show up empty-handed. And so those sacrifices, uh, there's five of them, but the the first three, the burnt offering, uh, the grain offering, and the peace offering, were um, expressions of of worship, uh, soothing, uh, pleasing aromas to God. They were voluntary expressions of worship. But there were two other sacrifices that were required for for penalties, Um, one being the uh, uh, guilt offering, the other one being the sin offering, and so today we 're going to talk about the sin offering or the purification offering as it 's called and so the first five chapters deal with those five sacrifices, giving the the worshipers the Israelites instructions on how to um, how to how to come to the tabernacle and approach God and, and and bring sacrifices. Chapters six and seven deal with the instructions from the priest side of things how do the priests um, how do they know what to do as the ritual experts in bringing in these sacrifices and, and, and killing the animal and, and, and taking the fat and all of these things and burning them on the altar and splattering the blood against um, different pieces of these objects in the tabernacle? How, how does the priest know all of these things to do? And Leviticus um, walks them through that. And so I'm going to take you through these six verses from the priestly side of things in chapter 6, 24 through 30, Okay. And um, think in in terms of uh, uh, the priest being a mediator between God and man, and and the lens that we're going to hopefully look through and point to is Jesus Christ being the high priest who is able to intercede. And we sing that in a song as well. Um, And so um, hopefully that kind of sets the stage, and I haven't lost you yet, but Leviticus 6, if you'll stand and I'll read, Leviticus 6 chapters 24 through 30. Okay, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his son saying, this is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is killed, shall the sin offering be killed before the Lord. It is most holy. The priest who offers it for sin shall eat it. In a holy place it shall be eaten, in the court of the tent of meeting." "'Whatever touches its flesh shall be holy, and when any of its blood is splashed on a garment, "'you shall wash that on which it was splashed in a holy place. "'And the earthenware vessel in which it is boiled shall be broken. "'But if it is boiled in a bronze vessel, that shall be scoured and rinsed in water. "'Every male among the priests may eat of it. It is most holy.' But no sin offering shall be eaten from which any blood is brought into the tent of meeting to make atonement in the holy place. It shall be burned up with fire. Are y'all with me? That's a lot. Um, And and, and, and by the way, I think that's one of the functions of the law. Galatians tells us it's a tutor to drive us to Christ. Uh, Because it's exhausting, right? We fall short constantly. And all of this points to Jesus Christ. And so uh, let's pray, let's, let's remain standing, we'll pray and then start. Lord, thank you so much for um, just the opportunity to bring your word. Um, and God, I know that, that all scriptures, God, breathe and is profitable for, uh, for doctrine and instruction and reproof and training and righteousness, and that includes Leviticus. And um, God, I pray that uh, this would deepen our understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, we love you so much, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you may be seated. So, we're going to look at two things. Um, really, the, the purifying work of God. God's work is purifying, and God's work is holy. Okay, God's work is purifying, and God's work is holy. And so, first, we're going to look at the first part the purifying work of God, where the priests would direct the Israelites to this, this, this uh, offering that they oversaw, which communicated the forgiveness of God. This was a, a penalty for, um, for sin. Okay? Um, so verse 24, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons saying, this is the law of the sin offering. So again, um, the law, of the, this is the sin offering. There are five different offerings or sacrifices and this was the sin offering. It was um, a, a required offering um, for, for sin, specific sins. And um, we're not going to necessarily read through it, but just to let you know Again, the first five chapters go into depth, more depth on these offerings, and so the specific reference for the sin offering is chapters four through uh, five, thirteen, and in that you'll see all of the different um, instructions depending on who you were. But the sin offering uh, in, in 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 Hebrew, it 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 it's a uh, it, it does mean sin, but. It also refers to purification, okay? It's, it's required for the penalty of sin, but it's called a purification offering as well because it deals with other issues that aren't necessarily in our minds uh, or in the text minds like sin issues, but, but purifying issues. And so when you talk about Leviticus, God is so holy and so good that um, he has set, he's so distinct. And so for his people who were to be distinct from the nations around him, he has given them requirements to follow, standards um, to heed. And so if they were, were unclean in the sense, doesn't mean necessarily um, like dirt or those kind of things, although it, it it can refer to that. But if they didn't line up to a certain standard, if they were unclean in different ways, such as such as um, uh, they had defilements or they had diseases um, or like a, a woman who would give birth. Would, would be unclean for a, for, for a period of time. Um, and so these were the occasions that would, um, that would cause pollution to the space, to the sacred space that God uh, was dwelling in, i.e. the tabernacle. And so it needed, it needed, it needed cleansing. Um, does, does that make sense? So it's, it's hard to wrap our, our, our minds around this idea of, of purification, but... Um, like Psalms 51 speaks of this. It's where David is, it says, Purify me or, or cleanse me, he speaks of. Purge me with hyssop. That's, this is the word that, that is called the sin offering. Purify or, or cleanse me. Okay, so a holy God can't dwell in uncleanness. So this offering purifies the, the place of worship or the person so that God can be with his people. Does that make sense? It's kind of hard to get our mind wrapped around it. Um, There are a couple illustrations that I I like to share to maybe kind of illustrate this. But um, I have a a seven-month-old daughter right now, and I've got uh, four boys that are older. And so I have told them before that they've got to be good priests, so to speak, and keep people... Uh, and their 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 dirty hands away from the uh uh my daughter's hands because most babies they just stick their hands right in their mouth, and so um I joke with them like in that that let 's be good priests, you know, make sure that they, they don't come in with 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 unclean hands um and and contaminate her and obviously i'm just kind of joking nevertheless, it is true if you get a sick baby then you don't get sleep for a month but um <laughs> but but this was this in Leviticus was ritually okay. It was it was externally. Um, these 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 were external washings. Other other illustrations might be uh, if you go to a bank or something. There maybe there's a bank vault with all the money, and not everyone has access to it. And so they have to, um, you have to only be a certain person in order to get further in to that place. I have a neighbor to use a different illustration who's a pharmacist, and he. Uh, operates with different medicines, and he, there are different zones in his in his company that uh, require different clothes that he has to wear and he has to take off clothes and then go into the next zone and then he has to have a certain amount of gloves on and all these things and so it 's the same kind of idea where access is 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 blocked unless you abide by a certain uh, standard and so uh, the sin offering. Uh, existed to purify that when those standards were, were violated, okay? And so the, the purpose of it was to cleanse the tabernacle from the pollution of sin so that God can be present with the worshiper, All right? And atonement was given, forgiveness was given as a result. So atonement is at one. That's what it means, that, that, that God and man can now be together again. Forgiveness is, is taking away that sin, um, uh, it's another way of saying this is de-sinning somebody. And so God's work with the Israelites was to continually cleanse them and purge them so that they can enjoy God's presence. And the priests were to teach the people what these standards were. Leviticus says that they were to distinguish between the holy and the common, between the unclean and the clean. And they were to teach the people of Israel. And, and so the question is, okay, that's what, that's what they've got to do. Uh, they've got to bring the sin offering. But how does God actually cleanse them? How does he? How does? How does? How did God require His people to deal with the uncleanliness? Unclean, well, the way that He did it was with blood. So Leviticus, or and I'm sorry, Hebrews speaks of this. Well, Leviticus does too. He says, "For the life of every creature is its blood. Its blood is its life." And so um, Hebrews speaks of that too. Under the law, almost everything is purified with blood or cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. So, so God put very early on this, this way that, that, that a sacrifice which the blood of an acceptable sacrifice was required. In some cases, it was a sprinkling of blood that brought purification. Okay, And the, depending on who you are would, would help you know how far into the tabernacle you would need to go. Okay, so if you read with me, verse 24, back to verse 24. The Lord, in chapter 6, verse 24, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is killed, shall the sin offering be killed before the Lord. The burnt offering was one of the regular offerings that was, that was given uh, like twice a day, and it was the one that was foundational, and everything else was burned on top. The burnt offering um, was, uh, was an animal that was totally consumed. All right. Um, It's uh, some of y'all might. I I feel like I need a joke to tell, but uh, we're in this deep. Um, But you you can make a burnt offering joke the next time uh, one of you cooks something a little bit too too much. But um, this this was totally consumed. Okay, it's not it's not talking about that. But the burnt offering was totally consumed, and then and then offerings went on top of that, and so the sin offering. Was, um, was just that. It was a, an animal that was brought before the Lord and that, the penalty was then exacted on that animal instead of the worshiper. Okay, And then that animal was then set apart. And so um, if, you, if you end up reading through Leviticus 4, you can, you can see that there are different groups of people. If you're the anointed priest or if you're the whole congregation that sins, some of these sins were unintentional sins. They didn't even realize it. Okay, and so that's the beauty of God's forgiveness is that through Christ, even I mean, there's no way we can remember all the sin that we that we commit, even sins that we're unaware of. But but God's in God's grace, the blood of Jesus covers it all. And so here's the process in Leviticus four that it describes for particularly for an anointed priest. And so if you can orient your mind to a tabernacle, okay, and so the church is not a tabernacle; the tabernacle. Is uh, w- was a place where the priest uh, operated and they, there were different sections. There was an outer court and there was the, um, the holy place and then there was the holy of holies. No one could go into the holy of holies except the high priest once a year to atone for the sins. And uh, But in this case, the sin offering, if it was the anointed priest, here's Leviticus 4, the first couple of verses of Leviticus 4 speaks of this. If anyone sins unintentionally, okay. If, if, it's a, if it's the anointed priest who sins, thus, thus bringing guilt on the people, and here, here's the process. I'm not going to read it to you because I'll probably lose you. But uh, the anointed priest would bring an animal to the entrance of the tent. And he would lay his hand on the animal um, and then kill the animal. And depending on who you are, depending on what kind of animal to bring. And then the anointed priest would take some of the blood into the tent of meeting, okay, into um, the tent of meeting, the priest would dip their finger in the blood and sprinkle part of it, part of the blood seven times before the Lord in front of the veil of the sanctuary, Okay, And so uh, the veil of the sanctuary would separate the Holy of Holies from the holy place, I believe. And so this is where the priest would sprinkle the blood seven times. And then the priest would put some of the bloods on the horns of the altar of fragrant, in, fragrant incense, which is a, another altar in the holy place. He would sprinkle it there. Okay, And then um, the rest of the blood he would pour out at the base of the altar of burnt offering. And then the priest would burn the fat and burn the rest of it outside the camp. And so this was this was pretty exhaustive details for a priest. Are you with me? So um, the, and the process was pretty pretty extensive. Um, the reason was for sin, and and here's what I want to jump to: that the New Testament uses some of this language for sin. That's, that's the phrase that is used in, the, in, in Leviticus for a sin offering. So if you look, you don't have to turn to it, but Romans 8.3 says, says, For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And as an offering for sin, some, some versions say, as an offering for sin, He condemned sin in the flesh. So isn't Isn't that incredible? Jesus was our sin offering. 2 Corinthians 5:21 says says for our sake he made him to be sin a, a sin offering. He who knew no sin became sin. So some versions say a sin offering who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus is our sin offering. And if you if you continue, um, let me just say this: as, as far as Jesus being our sin offering, his 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 um, his blood was was acceptable. Um, we can assure people of God's forgiveness, and and the priests they they would they would eat a portion of what was sacrificed, typically. And that may have suggested that, hey, that, that forgiveness is going on. Forgiveness is happening. Um, but it was also a means of, of the priestly portion that was their due. But as priests, they, commun- they communicated that forgiveness by overseeing the, the offering. Um, as believers, as, as, as pastors or as ministers or as the priesthood of believers collectively... We can help assure people of their forgiveness because Jesus Christ has cleansed our consciences Um, through a substitute. Ephesians 1.7 says, through the blood of Christ. In Him we have redemption through His blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. Uh, My my children's pediatrician, uh, his name is... Ike Pauly, I don't know if anybody knows him, but he's in San Antonio. Um, and he just wrote a book, I think it's called All Life is in the Blood, and he's a believer. And I just read a few, um, a little bit of it recently. And he has this story where early on in his training, uh, he had an uh, unfortunate exper- experience with, uh, with a patient who was dying. And, and, and the blood was coming out, and uh, he was covered in it. Uh, Ended up losing his patience. But he came home that night and showered, uh, trying to wash this blood off of him. And he thought to himself, I'm covered in another man's blood. And then he thought, wait a minute. I'm also covered in another man's blood. The blood of Jesus, not externally, but internally cleanses us. And that's the idea of the purification offering. Um, if you can, uh, the, the Hebrews is an amazing book that speaks of the fact that uh, all of these things point to the fulfillment that Jesus gives, right? Um, Hebrews 13, 10 through 16 speaks of this, saying, We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin, there's that word, for sin, are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through His own blood. If you want to bookmark uh, in your mind and, and read sometime, Hebrews really 7 as well, but 8, 9, and 10. Hebrews 7.27 says, He has no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once and for all when he opened, offered up himself. And then in, in chapter 8 speaks of, uh, of, the, of, of the new covenant. Because the, the old was, was going to be obsolete. Um, there was going to be forgiveness of sins. Uh, chapter nine, verses six and following speak of the regulations that the priests had to go through, performing their ritual duties. Verse seven, but in, in the second, but into the second, only the high priest goes, and he but once a year, and not without taking blood this is what we want to point you to in this: that 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 Jesus Christ has cleansed our sins; He has provided forgiveness of sins. And one 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 more verse. Um. chapter 9 of hebrews verse 13 for the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh how much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God so Jesus Christ through his blood guarantees our forgiveness And then we can have confidence to approach God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ Himself. Now, if you go back to Leviticus, and we'll keep going and and, and try to wrap up. Um, We spoke first of God's work as purifying, as forgiving, as cleansing, Second, we're going to speak of um, this, this work, uh, this service of forgiveness is incredibly holy. So Leviticus 6, 27 and following speak of this. That, that as ministers of the gospel, as believers, as, as, as the priesthood of believers connected in Christ Jesus, we, uh, we are to treat the service of forgiveness as, as holy holy. It says, whatever touches its flesh shall be holy. And when any of its blood is splashed on a garment, you shall wash that on which it was splashed in a holy place. And so the theme of holiness extends to like the utensils they used and the clothing that they had. And so they were, because because what was was touched by the blood of Jesus was set apart, I jumped ahead, what was touched by the blood of the animal was set apart. But I gave it away. What was touched by the blood of Jesus, believers touched by the blood of Jesus are set apart. And so the implications of that are huge. That which is set apart is not just to be used for for just anything. It's distinctive. And in in the Old Testament, the, the... The people came to a place where God dwelled and manifested His presence in the Holy of Holies. But it's reversed post-cross because as believers, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ through faith in Him, we have received the Spirit of God and now the Holy of Holies is within us as the church And so what that means is we are to treat that which is holy as incredibly special. Which means uh, in the Old Testament they treated those sacrifices and the things that touched them as holy. But as believers connected with Christ, all of you are holy if you put your faith in Christ. So we are to treat one another as, as, as special, as valuable. That's why you have 60 plus one another commands in the, in the New Testament. God's saying something about the, what we value upon One one another. And so the implications of this um, is that God has purified us and so now we are to live in light of that. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That's the language of the Hebrews again. And so it constantly goes back and forth Quoting the Old Testament, pointing you to the fulfillment of of Christ. And here's the beautiful thing: that the blood that was splattered by the priests um, was splattered uh, on the veil, which the Hebrews uh, book of Hebrews speaks of the veil being the flesh of Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross, that the veil was torn from top to bottom. Signifying access and presence with, with God. But here's the thing, and and In in the Old Testament, when God gave the law to Moses, they enacted that covenant, began it by sprinkling blood on the people. On the people. Jesus sprinkles the blood within the people. And we're cleansed from the inside out. Hence the new covenant. Because God's spirit is written upon our hearts and it's a covenant that, that he will remember our sins no more. And so we can have full assurance of faith. Because our, our conscience has been cleansed. And so if you go, if you go back on reading, uh, the, the priests were to eat a portion of that. God, God gave them that provision. So those who, um, who give spiritually, uh, they also uh, uh, receive material benefits. In, in whatever ways, I mean, it's just kind of a principle God set forth. First Corinthians nine or ten speaks of that. Um, but here's the deal: sin is serious, and so if you, if, if we can kind of can, kind of wrap things up, Leviticus six, priestly regulations, they had to go through all of this stuff. Why did they have to do that? Because sin is serious. Sin must be dealt with. And the sacrificial system was, was a temporary means means to deal with the sin. But in Christ, and this this is the gospel. And children, if you're, if you're, if you're if you're here, listen to this. That, that in Christ we have the solution. There is bad news. And that is our sin must be dealt with. But there's incredibly good news. And that is Christ Jesus is the solution. He is the solution. Forgiveness is available. It's incredible good news. That's why they call it the gospel. That's why they call it good news. We're in need of grace. And God gives it through His Son, Jesus Christ. And part of our role is to help people know that, hey, you, you need God. You need Him. And He's provided His Son, Jesus Christ. And if you struggle with that, if your conscience struggles through that, may the Lord draw you to Himself and to remember His Word. And through the ordinances or the sacraments that we celebrate as a church, the Lord's Supper, we are to proclaim the death of Christ, and we are to remember those things point to the fact that God, through His Son Jesus, has cleansed us. Jesus says, this is, the new covenant. This, this is the new covenant. What's the next phrase? In my blood. In my blood. How do you get washed with blood? Jesus does it internally within us. Applied within us. And so as we have the Lord's Supper, when you celebrate that, you can walk away with a clean conscience, remembering the word of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord. The temptation for me is my temptation whether it's it's satan or whoever but is you you're guilty you're guilty you're guilty but on behalf of the blood of jesus my conscience is clean and we have the privilege and we have the we have the right as a child of god to have a clean conscience before the lord and yes we sin yes we 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 we're fallen people but because of the once and for all sacrifice, we can continually come back in fellowship as we, as, we, as we repent and come back to Him. It doesn't mean we lose our salvation and come back to Him, but, but we, we continually um, go back to Him because of the blood of Jesus. He's made that possible. And so God's forgiveness is, is, is sure. God's forgiveness is, is, um, is available. And so I think about... Um, Forgiveness, I think about as believers, we need to be reminded of the forgiveness that God gives. That, like Psalms 103, that it's as far as the east is from the west. That He completely cleanses us. That He washes us of everything that we've ever done. How can we come before God and have a clean conscience? Because of the blood of Jesus. He takes away our sin and gives us His righteousness. Jesus paid it all, all to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. And So may this be an encouragement to you with the gospel. That we we leave this place as worshipers, but we we leave it as ministers to, 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 to give people... A message of reconciliation. That there's hope. That in Christ, they can be forgiven. Because He died for them. And because He rose from the dead, He's alive. And they can have a relationship with the living God. So I hope that encourages you. It it does me. Let's pray and uh, we will continue. Lord, thank You for this opportunity to just bring Your Word. Um, Thank You for... uh, this church, uh, thank you for their their, uh, their proclamation of, of, of the Son of God, the Savior of the world. God, I pray that, that, that through the ministry of this church and the people of this church, that you would continue to to, to equip them as they leave this place and interact with the world, that they, that they would be um, ministers of the gospel who, who are interacting with people and who are sharing this incredible good news. Lord, I pray there would also be an encouragement to them uh, as, they, as they walk through life. Um, life is not easy, and we, we can beat ourselves up through our mistakes and through our sin. And God, I pray that, that you would remind us of the blood of Jesus. God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.